Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. All right, well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're we're here to you. We're, we're bringing you the podcast. Uh, we're on a... a, a uh, Real podcast, you know, a cast, because David's in New York and I'm in Blackford, Idaho, right? <laughs> yep. So I hope everyone can uh, hear us okay and, and uh, we get us a good recording. We're going to be studying from, uh, studying about worship, our worship to God. And the question is, does it make any difference how we worship God? Is there any difference? And we're kind of following a uh, an outline uh, from uh, written by Johnny Isaac Edwards, and it's called "Answering Religious Errors." And this is just one of the errors because I think David, you you and I have both been um, asked. Well, it makes no difference how we worship God as long as you know we're doing something, you know, right? And so, and so that's kind of what we're talking about because. And so if you have any questions, of course, send us an email, truthandagapelove at gmail.com. If you're going to be in Blackfoot, uh, we'd love to have you uh, worship with us. Uh, 370 North Schilling, we meet at 10 o'clock for Bible study on Sunday mornings and 11 a.m. for worship. We also, David, have a gospel meeting that starts a week from today. Yeah, uh, and that's with a brother Heath Rogers from Ohio. And so we're really excited about uh, having him here. And so that is going to be each night starting next Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is 7.30. We're going to meet twice on on Saturday and three times on Sunday. And uh, you can find all the details on our Blackfoot Church of Christ Facebook page. Um, There's an event there that we've got created. And so you can find everything you need to know on the Blackfoot Church of Christ Facebook page. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started. And uh, I actually taught this in the class, so I'm going to kind of kick off for once instead of Brother David here. <laughs> um, and so so basically the question is, you know, and I get this all the time. A lot of people will say, well, you know, uh, we don't go to church, but on Sundays we always try to do something as a family. And, and that's our worship. You know, that's our worship. When, you know, we... We enjoy the outdoors and we, you know, we appreciate what God has created and that's good enough for us. That's our worship to God. This past Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, there was an archery event out at the archery range. And I like to shoot archery. Leighton loves it. Uh, and, and, and their main event, one of their main events is on Sunday morning, you know? And, and so people will say, well, uh, we're going to do that for our worship today. You know, God, he'll understand. It's okay. Well, we're going to kind of look into that. And a lot of times uh, Christians get criticized for being, oh, you guys are so, you're too careful. You guys, you know, you, you, uh, what am I trying to say here, David? You, we, we're nitpickers, you know, strict. you're too strict. Yeah. Cause you know, we love God. We pray to God. We, you know, we do all the things in their eyes. Uh, but what does God say? And that, that's kind of what we're, we're looking at. And so our main verse that we're going to read is, uh, Matthew in Matthew chapter seven, and maybe David, do you want to read that? Uh, Matthew chapter yeah. seven, tw- 21 through 20. What did, what did I say? Through 21, 22, 23. Actually we can read through 24 there. Yeah. Sounds good. Actually through the end of the, the chapter is really good because it talks about the parable of build, build your on the rock. So why don't we do that? Okay. Starting in verse 21 of Matthew seven, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done Many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, 
I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Okay, so one of the things that um, I like to point out here when we're talking about our worship is there's a procedure in place. There's been a procedure put in place on how we should uh, worship God. And he's given it to us in his word. Uh, the same as, you know, uh, I'm a contractor. There's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of procedures that we follow. Okay. And the reason is, is because they've been proven and they've, they've been instructed. And it's, it's the way to build something and make it work because it's been proven over the years. This is the procedure to follow if you want this to work, right? And it's the same thing in nuclear, like with uh, Brother David Porter. There's a procedure to follow, okay? And if you don't follow that, you're blowing someone up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the biggest ones for us is like a pressure vessel, a tank. Uh, if you don't build it right, you're going to fill it up with air and put pressure on it, and it's going to explode and kill everyone in the room, Okay. Uh, and we can see that like in medical procedures, there's been procedures written and put together on how to do certain medical procedures. And if you go out on your own and say, you know what, we don't need to sanitize that area. We can just start surgery right now. <laughs> you know, we're going to take this step out. Would you want them operating on you? You know, and, 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 and so in those medical procedures, you wouldn't want someone to go, hey, you know, we could get this done a lot faster and then we can make that tea time that we got uh, by taking out a couple of these procedures. You know, <laughs> would you want your doctor saying that? No, not no. awake anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so, you know, when we when we get to our worship, how important is it for us to follow the procedure that he has given us to worship? You know, and we just kind of haphazardly uh uh change our worship you know people men men have done that over the years even in the bible they've added stuff taken away and as soon as you add something or take it away it's not recognizable you know that's right and we and you and know, it, it's totally different yeah and you know notice the the severity of it in verse 22, when he says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Yeah. These are people that are sincerely calling on the Lord. They're not mm -hmm. just like haphazardly. The, at this moment, they are sincerely calling on the Lord. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I, I think of my kids when they um, when they really want something. Yeah. They come into the room and say, dad, at least twice. Right. Yeah. To yeah. get my attention. Like they're really calling on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what these people are doing. They are sincerely calling on the Lord. And mm -hmm. look what the Lord is going to say to them. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Yep. And, you know, too many times we think that we. We can determine what is right and wrong. You know, Jeremiah 10, 23, Chad, you and I have been talking about that quite often. Mm -hmm. It is not in man to direct his own steps. We don't know our way. Yeah. We're blind. You know, we need the light. You know, we are walking in darkness and we need the light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another um, verse that, that calls out to me is Galatians 5, 4. Okay. Where he said, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. Now, without grace, you have no hope of eternal life. So yeah. people who who took it upon themselves to do something other than what Christ has commanded, they have fallen from grace. 
And that's yep. really important to, to call out too. We can fall from grace just because we are a, a part of the Lord's body. You know, when we are baptized into Christ and we are fully immersed under water and we, we call upon the name of the Lord and he, he cleanses us of our iniquities, we can still fall. You yeah. know, that's not the end of it. You know, yeah. and we have to continue to remain faithful. And you know what, Chad, when you were first baptized, did you know everything about the Bible? No, no. And even and, I grew up in it and well, and we right. continually and, learn. We continually learn even now. Yeah. And I knew nothing. I just knew that I needed Christ. Like essentially yeah. that's where you are when you're baptized. Yeah. You don't have any clue left from your right. So you need to continue in it. Right. Yeah. And when you turn over to Romans 10, 1 through 4, I don't know if he has this in his no. lesson outline or not. Good. I, I found another one. <laughs> so, Romans 10, 1 through 4. Paul here, yeah. as he's, he's writing to the Romans, he says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to righteousness. Uh, yeah. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So here mm -hmm. he's, it doesn't matter how sincere you are. They had a zeal for God, just like Paul, before he became the great apostle that we know him as, he was known as Saul of Tarsus. He was killing God's children with sincerity, thinking he was doing what is right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what our think so is. If what we think is not in line with the word of God. It's done in vain. Yeah, and, and we're going to look at some examples of that because I think that's the best thing is the examples that God gives us to illustrate this. You know, yeah. and we got like Cain and Abel. You know, why did God accept Abel's offering but not Cain's? And that's in Genesis 4, 1 through 7. So we could read that. Um, because it's, it's good to see like, what was the difference, you know? And, and when we start changing up the, the pattern of worship, um, we're kind of doing the same thing that uh, uh, that Cain did here, you know? So let's see, 4, 1 through 7. says, now Adam knew Eve. Is that, is that was it 4, 1 through 7? Okay, yeah. Uh, Adam knew Eve and, and his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tailor of the ground. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why have you your countenance fallen. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. One thing that kind of uh, pops out at me when the Lord talks to him and says, so the Lord said, Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fell? If you do well, this is the key right here in seven. If you do well, will you not be accepted? So what he's saying there is if, if you do what I've asked you to, Will you? Will it not be accepted? And, right. and, and so, uh, there's a couple things here because Cain's offering was evidently not what God had commanded him to do. Yeah, and and and, makes, and, it, and it wasn't. Go ahead. I said it, and if it makes no difference on how we worship him, then why was Cain not accepted? Exactly, because he still gave him an offering, right? Yep. But it wasn't what God wanted. It wasn't what God had evidently instructed for them to give. Uh, uh, Abel's, That's a very uh, strong point. 
Abel's was brought of the firstborn in his flock, of the, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Uh, so I don't know, and we've talked about this, whether it was it that his heart was in the right place. I don't know that we know all the details, but there was something different. So, so Cain's, uh, you know, was his offering different, you know, like anyways, and another good example, just to kind of move on here because it's the same thing. And this is one of my favorites. Of course, I got a lot of favorites. You know that David. Oh yeah. But, but Nadab and Abihu. You know, we yep. see in a, a Leviticus 10, 1 and 2. Let's read that real quick because it's real quick, you know. It's it's real quick to read it. Uh, Leviticus 10. But it's not uh, quick to really dig into it because there's, no, there's it's a not. lot in these two verses. Yeah, so it says, um, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire on it and put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. Um, so fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, because this is important. By those who come near me, I must uh, be regarded as holy, and before all the people, I must glorify. Then Moses called um, Mishael and Elzelphin, the sons of Elzel, the uncle of Aaron, and said, come near, carry your brethren. Oh, I was looking for the spot where carry Aaron, Aaron sanctuary. So. So they went there and carried him to the tunics in the camp. And Moses said to Aaron and Eleazar, the Ishmaelite, the, his son, Do not uncover your heads, nor tear your clothing, lest you die and, and wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren and the whole house of Israel bewail the burning which the Lord has um, kindled. They didn't even want him to, to mourn him. They couldn't even mourn his sons. That's how bad it was. He's, if they did, they were going to be uh, c condemned as well. And, yeah, and and so that's how angry the Lord was with what they had done. And notice, I mean, all they did was offer strange fire. So they, they had to have gotten the fire from somewhere that God had not permitted them. Well, and I think this is a great example for exactly what we're talking about. Because, David, there's a procedure in building a fire, okay? Yeah. You have to have heat. Fuel. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have to have a heat source. You have to have spark. You have to have fuel. You have to have oxygen. Okay? There's all these things that have to be in place in order for fire to happen. Yeah. Now, you and I, we just go the quickest way. Okay? I, I use diesel. Yeah, we've talked about this a bunch. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lazy <laughs> fire builder, you know? But I also know how to build a fire in the woods. You find the pine needles that are dry or sage that's dry, and you get that in a pile, and you start the fire real small, and you get it the right fuels. Well, I can build a fire now, I'm telling you, uh, because I've practiced a lot. <laughs> but a fire to me is fire. But they did not use the right source, the right procedure there was evidently God had given them strict instructions on how to offer this fire. Okay. Yeah. For the offering. And and they had to stick to it and they got lazy or they, they both said, you know, that's a lot of work to do it the way God wants us to do. Let's do it this way. And, it, you know, he'll never know. It's just flames. You know, it's just fire, you know? Well, and, and they probably just had, now this is only speculation because the scripture doesn't yeah. say yeah, but exactly. I can only imagine it was easier to get the fire from somewhere else. So they Either were that, and that's speculation, of course. But as you read through Leviticus, they were supposed to get the fire for the incense from the altar. Yeah. So it was already burning. And One so thing we maybe just they got the fire from a closer place. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah. It was not from the altar where they were supposed to get it. That's what I was going to say. It's it was not the way God told them to do it, and yeah, and and so this is a great comparison for us because when it comes to our worship, we could be just like Nadab and Abihu and say, you know what, this is a lot of work. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's just you know we're just going to go on a, a, a family drive. You know, we'll get to see some cool things. That's what we're going to do for our worship today. Or, or 
this is not entertaining enough. We need to bring in the younger crowd, so we're gonna bring in a band, you know? Yeah. Or or we're gonna have uh you know, there's a ton of things, you know. We're gonna or we're gonna we're gonna open up a coffee shop out front in the foyer, and that that'll get a lot of people to come in. We'll have free coffee, free donuts, and get and that'll get the people in so we can teach them the gospel. That'll or now and this will be now with Zoom. You know what? Let's just stay home. Yeah. You know, it, exactly. What's the difference? I can still yeah. listen to the lesson. I can still do this. Yep. It's and then I can do whatever I want. Called. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just listen to the podcast, right, David? <laughs> yeah. That's the same if, thing. <laughs> if I get around to it, if I get around to it this week, I'll try to listen to the sermon that they had on Sunday. Because really, everyone's recording sermons and everyone's putting them on where you can listen to them. So I'll just do that for my worship. And that's good enough, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're thinking. And, and, and Nadab and Abihu lost their life over doing it their way, not God's way. You know, that's right. And, and, and we face the same danger, David, because if we're not worshiping, we're going to be just like what we studied, what we read in Matthew seven. You know, uh, uh, he's going to say, I don't know you. I don't know who you are because you didn't do it. The procedure, you didn't follow my procedure on the way you're supposed to worship me. So I don't recognize you. You're not of me because you didn't do it my way. You know, and you can say we're we're being strict or, or picky or we're, we're nitpicking here. But it makes a lot of sense when you look at it this way. And we're going to look at a couple more examples, too. But it makes a lot of sense, David. Oh, absolutely it does. And you know what's scary? <clears throat> you know, and, and he brings out in this in this lesson that if our worship could not be in vain. Yeah. And that's what that that's what I was gonna say. That leads to, that leads right into our next point because you and I had a good study in one of our podcasts, and you all can look it up, uh, talking about worshiping in vain and, and how yeah. how what a waste of of good time to to worship the wrong way and anytime we do something in vain you know and i brought up uh you know sometimes in we have to do a quote and we quote this job and, and we spend time on it and then we don't get the job well all that time that we spent quoting it was in vain it's for nothing yeah. now and and we gotta make sure that that doesn't happen in our worship you know um uh, and so if it if it, if he he warns us about being in vain because we could read you've got a verse right Matthew uh, fifteen Matthew fifteen nine actually eight and nine eight goes along good with it so we need to read eight and nine yeah it does so he says so, starting in verse eight of Matthew fifteen yeah go ahead and read says, that these people these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Yeah. That is and so, such a strong statement. Well, and I guess the, the point that uh, Brother uh, Edwards brings out to us here is if we could worship any way, why is there a way that's in vain? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So if we Absolutely. can just do whatever we want, why does he warn us about doing it in vain? Yeah. Because and, and, it would be impossible to worship in vain if you can worship him any way you want. That's right. Any way we you could, see fit. If, if anything goes, then why is there worship in vain? You know? Yeah. Why is it vain? Uh, why? It, well, if it doesn't matter, why? why is our worship... Uh, subject to be in vain if we do it the wrong way and notice here in verse 8 he says okay. they draw near with their mouth they honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me yeah you know, the heart is the most important component yeah your heart has to be right with the lord yeah psalm 119 just kind of reminded me of it and and that's the thing, like, 
uh, you know, a lot of people put on a big show, you know? Yeah. A big show. But if your heart is not in it, it's just a show, you know? Yeah. What, so, what did you say? Psalm 119? Yeah. Psalm 119, verse 2, and then again in verse 10. So I'm going to read verse 2 and then skip over to verse 10. So okay. if you're listening, turn over there with me. And you know what? If you have time, read through Psalm 119. It is beautiful. Yeah. In almost every single verse, he calls out talking about his testimonies or the Lord's law or the Lord's word. But in, in verse 2 of Psalm 119, he says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. And then skipping over to verse 10, it says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. And so it's about wholehearted service. That is what the Lord desires from us. That yeah. is what he, he commands from us to serve him with our whole heart. Now, the whole problem with, with this error of it makes no difference how we worship God. It's about serving ourselves, not about wholehearted service to the Lord. Because if yeah. you're if you're trying to do it your way, you are the complete opposite of doing it his way. Yeah. That is how we have wholehearted service, wanting to please him in everything we do. You know, just like Colossians 3:17 let me turn over there. Sorry, Chad. I don't know if he if I'm skipping ahead or not. Um, because I was not I here for so. this, but this is just a very good. No, go ahead. You're good. Very good point to bring out. Colossians three seventeen. Uh, let me see. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So in everything, we are called to be pleasing to him in all that we say and do. Yeah, and, and that goes along with the next verse, too, because it, that's exactly it. So John 4, 23 through 24, I'll read that one. Oh, yes. So John 4, 23 through 24 says, But the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, the key point here uh, is the word must, okay? Must worship in spirit and in truth. That's, that's a direct command, you know, that you must do this. Okay. Yeah. There's no, there's no, well, you could, you know, you just got to worship. You just got to, you know, think of God and, you know, kind of be in his uh, creation and, and appreciate God and this and that, you know, which are all good things. Okay. You're right. I, I mean, I, you know, me, I love getting out in, in God's creation and enjoying uh, his beautiful, uh, be you know, beautiful beauty in this, in this world. It's, I'm not diminishing that. It's just, we have strict instructions on what we must do to worship him. Um, That's right. There's So that means there's things required in order to worship, in order for our worship to be acceptable. And, and of course, the, the next point gets into all those things, David. Um, right. And you because, know, this actually ties beautifully with Acts 4.12. Okay. Because you, you, called out, you called out something that, that really piques peaks my radar the yeah. word must you know we must worship in spirit and in truth yeah and to tie into why we must those are words from christ himself david that's right and so you must do this yeah in acts 4 12 nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved and yeah. again there it's not should, it's not probably, or it's not like it's a good idea. 
It is a must. And the, we have yeah. all sinned and separated ourselves from God. That's Romans 3.23. And for the yeah. wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6.23. Yeah. And so here, that means that we must be saved. We are lost. We must be saved. And only in Christ can we be saved. Only yeah. his way. And yeah. this guy's going back to John. I know I'm kind of bouncing back and forth here. But John 12, 47 and 48. We've been kind of going here quite a bit too, Chad. And we'll, we can actually read all the way through 50. But starting in verse 47 of John 12. And this is Christ speaking. And he says, and if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. Yeah. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command what I should say, and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. And so we ahead, have to be very, well, we have to be very careful to do what he says, you know? And he gives this clear instruction of how we should worship him and you know we can touch on that um i don't know how deep we want to go but um we've been given specific instruction on how we can we can worship him the first one is acts 20 and 7 um right you know uh let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and read these because we can read them pretty quick acts 20 and verse 7 says, uh, now on the first day of the week, when the disciples come together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. So here uh, he, he, he uh, teaches, teaches them, preaching, preaching and teaching. You know, that's a, a clear example. Uh-huh. It was and, and there, when they came together. And what they did. They broke bread. bread. And mm -hmm. this is not. This is not um, a, a meal. fellowship meal. This is actually no. the Lord's Supper that they are partaking in. And we see that because then later, after midnight, after Eutychus falls out the window, um, I believe around verse 11 yeah, is when um, they came back up and broke bread again. That yeah. one was a fellowship meal or like yeah. a, a sit-down Grabbing a bite to eat, as we might say today. Yeah. But the well, one in, in verse 7 is is partaking of the Lord's Supper. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have, we got another one for the Lord's Supper here too. But so we know that preaching and teaching is part of our worship. Okay. So <clears throat> if you're going for a drive, you know, for your worship with the family, is there preaching and teaching going on? You know? Right. And then the next one's prayer. So Acts, uh, Acts 12, 5. I'll read that one. It says, okay. Peter was, was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to, pr constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So they prayed. The church prayed for him. And, and so we see that there's prayer at church as well. That's right. At our worship is what I should say. And then um, Ephesians 5.19. You want to read that one, David? Yep, I'm there. Ephesians 5.19. Yep, he says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yes. So there are a couple things to emphasize here. One, yes. they're speaking. And two, yeah. they're singing. So it's all with vocal. It's all vocal. There's no yeah. no mention of instruments played. None yeah. whatsoever. 
and I think in all of this, there's individual responsibility as well, Darren. You know, for each oh, yeah. of us, we're we're listening, we're learning from the preaching and teaching. When prayers are offered, we're also offering that same prayer up. You know, yeah. uh, singing, we're singing, we're all singing to our best ability. Um, you know, and 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 uh, and folks that, that that argue that you can use an instrument. Well, there's no instruction that we're supposed to use an instrument. Otherwise, if there was, if this said playing and making melody in your heart, you know, playing us, well, we're all going to have to play an instrument, you know, and I'm telling you, uh, you do not want me playing an instrument, David. <laughs> Nobody. Your kids are really good. Well, my not. kids could do okay. And so, uh, and so people that make the argument, how come the whole audience you know, those that do use uh, musical instruments, how come it's only a few up on the stage that play the instrument? You know, if we're commanded to use an instrument, how come not everyone's using an instrument? Because it, it, it yeah. pertains to all, okay? You know, and, and, not and only so... To dig it in a little bit more with the, the songs, they have to be specific songs. Colossians 3.16 so okay. I, not too long ago, I read verse 17. But if you back up a verse into Colossians 3, 16, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing yeah. with grace in your heart to the Lord. So That's again, he mentions singing, but the, the purpose behind the singing is to teach and admonish one another and yeah, to, that's, mm -hmm. to build one another up and encourage one another. Yeah. And that's but a great point because do that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's a great point. Cause you've brought this up before. We're not going to get up there and just start singing Willie Nelson songs, you know, or, or, yeah. or, or whatever Waylon and Jennings, you know, uh, or ACDC, we're not going to get up there. And those are not the songs he's talking about. You need to learn from the songs that we've seen actually teach and admonish us. Yeah. And you know what? Just because they're in the, the hymnals or, or our um, song books, some people don't like to use those terms, but we, you know, we have books that have songs in them. And uh, mm -hmm. just because they're in there, doesn't mean that we have permission to sing them. Those were put put together by man, and people wrote these songs. But the reason here in verse 16, they have to be spiritual songs, meaning they have to be scriptural. Yeah. So they, they have to be scriptural. So just because they're talking about God doesn't make them scriptural. That's right. They have to be, they have to have, scriptural backing because they have to teach and admonish us. Yeah. And that's all part of following his instruction for us. The, this yeah. is important because this is all part of the instruction. This isn't just something that you and I come up with, David. This is what the teaching says. This is what he tells us to do, you know, right. and, and, uh, and so following the procedure, following the plan, following the instruction makes it so that this is actual, worship of god of christ of you know this is this is what you have to do in order to worship god the next one yeah. is um the lord's supper like we mentioned first corinthians 11 we could read 23 through 26 here so i'll go ahead and yeah. read it um for for i received from the lord that which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and we had given thanks, he broke it and said, take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And then just continue on, because he does have reading a little further. I think the point, a good point to bring out here is, Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner. So he's got a warning, David. That's right. It's like we, that if you don't do this the right way, there's danger here. 
the Lord yep. unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Can you imagine? Oh man. I mean, we wouldn't want to be guilty of the blood of the Lord body and the blood of the Lord. And, and then he explains, but, it, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for you eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So kind of going back to the in vain discussion that we had if all worship's acceptable why does he warn us about doing it in vain same yeah. thing here if 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 we could do the lord's supper any way we want david why is he give us a warning about doing it the wrong way in an unworthy manner why does he give us that warning that's right and then to to tie in uh hebrews 10 okay 26 through really 29 as it talks there, you will be guilty of the body and the blood of Christ. So yeah, now that we, we sin know willfully, that we yeah. can, yeah, now that we know that we can partake of it in an unworthy manner, if if we can do mm -hmm. things unworthy to Him, now that we know that, He says, yeah. "For if we, starting in verse twenty-six of Hebrews ten, for if we sin willfully." After we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. But if a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Yeah. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the mm. blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. Yeah. So here, how much do you think the Lord will consider worthy to be punished who has essentially spit in the face of Christ, trampled his name underfoot, and that's what we do if we know how to worship him and then we decide to do it another way. Yeah. You know, or especially when it comes to worship and how we worship him. He is worthy of all of our praise and honor. Oh, yeah. You know, Hebrews 6, 7, 8 and 9, all of these chapters, he's digging into how important Christ is. Yeah. You know, how he is far better and he is superior to the Levitical priesthood and his priesthood is forever according to the order of Melchizedek and how he is high priest and he entered behind the veil and it all happened through his blood as he willingly shed that on the cross. Yeah. You know, and Chad, a little bit ago, we, we started getting into... um you know, looking at Isaiah 53 and Isaiah or uh, Psalm 22, the prophecies of how he's going to suffer. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. this is this is how we know how he knew he was going to suffer this way. He knew yeah. it. And yet well, he, he still even, willingly did it. He even stated that uh, when uh, Judas Iscariot came and and kissed him on the cheek. He said, yeah, uh, it, and then he rebuked him for coming with all those. He's like, I've been on the streets, but it couldn't happen that way. You couldn't have uh, 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 taken me into custody that way because it wouldn't have fulfilled the prophecies. It had to be this way. Judas yeah. had to betray him it, because it was all all prophesied and he knew it. He, he knew that it, all these prophecies had to be fulfilled and no one else could see it. David, they, 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 they knew the prophecies too, but no one recognized it until it was all done. That's right. So we got to get to one more before we run out of time. Yes. There's one more part of worship and that is, um, uh, giving. So first Corinthians, um, 16, we, we don't want to leave that. We'll leave anything out here. We got to finish this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> otherwise people, I can what about giving? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, first Corinthians <laughs> 16, 1 and 2. It says, concerning the collection for the saints, as they have given orders to the churches of Galatia, 
so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, bring up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. So notice here, there's no, it's not tithing, okay, which is yeah. giving a tenth. There yeah. is no tithing mentioned in the New Testament. Yeah. But rather, we are to give as we have prospered. And so, yeah. as the Lord blesses us and, and prospers us, that's when we give back. And I want to say Second Corinthians uh, maybe 7. Okay. The Second Corinthians line. It's been a little bit since I've been over there. I like Second the verse that he. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, I like the verse that he gives us um, next. But let's read yours first. So Second Corinthians, it's chapter nine, six and seven. He says, "But this I say: He who sows sparingly." Will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he prospered in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. So this is this is pertaining to how we we are to give back. It is with a cheerful and giving heart. You know, not out of grudgingly or necessity, like. Oh, I, I have to give, so I guess I'll give, you know, and because I'm commanded, it's not yeah. about that. It's about having the right kind of heart. So, again, it, it ties back to the heart. Where is your heart oh, yeah. when you give? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, all these things, we've got the specific instructions. So, how come if he gave us all these instructions— how come, how would it make no difference how we worship? That's right. You know, if he gave us all these instructions, how is there risk that it could be done in vain? How is there risk that you could partake of the Lord's Supper uh, unpleasing, you know? Um, yeah. All these things. So there's definitely a pattern and, in, and, and a procedure on how to worship God. And uh, one of the next verses is 2 John 9. And we, we're going to read 9 through 11, okay? Yeah, this is a and, good one. And and Second John only has one chapter, so you know. We're going to read chapter 1, 9 through 11 here. It says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. And I think this is a big deal because uh, it, you're either on one side or the other, David. Yeah. You're either not, not recognized by Christ or you're in Christ. And, and the only way you're in Christ is by doing his will and doing what he's instructed us to do. And, and verse, uh, verse 11 is really important for us to note, too. Because yeah. let's, let's say, Chad, you... You, um, I'm just going to use you because you're here, but let's say you, yeah, you are, are living, um, unrighteously yep. and you come over and I greet you and I, I welcome you. I share in your evil deeds. Yeah, exactly. So if, if you come over and, and you bring another gospel and yep. you, you know, it's okay to sit down and study with you, but yeah. You know, I don't wish you Godspeed. I don't I don't wish you good luck in your pursuit of spreading this false gospel because then I share in your evil deeds. And that's really important. So not only do we have to be careful on how we worship God, but we have to be careful and make sure we don't support anyone who does not worship God correctly. Yeah. yeah. It's true, and and we have to be careful who we who we accept, and and you know it's it's very easy, David, to to know because in this you know as we just read, if they're not doing that, or they or 
If they're not doing something we mentioned in their worship, the five parts of worship, or if they bring something else in that's not part of the example, you're not doing it. Your procedure is null and void. Your yeah. worship is in vain. It's in vain. And, you know, it's important. It's very important. And I'd rather be on the safe side. I don't know about you, David, but uh, we have to be really careful. This is a, this is a, this is a critical thing. Yes, it is for us. Um, and, and God's been very specific on how he wants us to do it. As we just read. Yes. Yes. He doesn't, does. he doesn't deviate from it. Um, there's, there's very clear instruction. And so, uh, I think like the John second, John, the second John verse, um, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him. So it's, it's very clear. And so guess what, David, we've determined that it does make a difference how we worship. Right. Notice, notice Chad, what's important, how we determine that we went to the Bible and allowed God to tell us that that's right. By God's word, that is how we know we're doing what God allows and what is pleasing to God is we go to his word and let his word tell us that way. And, and the thing is too, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, uh, it's so important and, uh, his word and, and you and I mentioned, you mentioned, we don't thank God for his word enough, you know, and the instruction that he's given us it, we should be so thankful that we have this instruction. Otherwise, how would we know? You know, we, right. we'd be lost. We'd be lost without it. And, and man, all the ways, David, I'm, I'm looking, I've got with our electronics today, I'm, I'm utilizing three things here. I've got the word up in so many ways that we can, yeah. we can search it. We can, if you got a question about where something is in the Bible, Guess what? Google it. You'll have it so quick that the location of it. Yeah. And we have all these tools today to, to understand and know his word. We, we got to use them, you know? So that's right. But we're pretty, we're pretty much out of time, David. Um, and so we'll be looking forward to, um, another study next week. You all are going to be traveling home. So we, we wish you safety in your travels. Yeah. Pray for us. Yeah, we will. We'll keep you in our prayers. And uh, that's it, folks, for our study. Uh, We appreciate you being with us. Uh, Again, I hope the recording comes out good. I think it will. Um, And so uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, see you next time. Thanks, everyone.